Let us worship God. reading is from the prophet Jeremiah, the first chapter beginning with the first verse. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. Holy One, we give you thanks for these ancient words and for the lives of those who have carried them down throughout the ages. We ask that you would open our hearts and minds this morning, that your word might fall afresh upon us this day. Amen. The words of Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, of the priests who were in Anathoth in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of God came in the days of King Josiah, son of Ammon of Judah, in the thirteenth year of his reign. It came also in the days of King Jehoiakim, son of Josiah of Judah, and until the end of the eleventh year of King Zedekiah, son of Josiah of Judah, until the captivity of Jerusalem in the fifth month. Now the word of God came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, ah, God, truly, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. But the Holy One said to me, do not say I am only a boy, 
For you shall go to all to whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Holy One. Then God put out God's hand and touched my mouth, and the Holy One said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God. Oh, word of God, come into this 
as you get closer to finding your voice, you will feel resistance. You'll want to retreat. It's scary just to be you. You may notice that criticism from others starts to sting more because now it's personal. You're being seen and addressed directly, not through the sunglasses you finally removed. But once you've relaxed, you can apply the effort to the important part, that which projects and amplifies the expression of the real you. Lift, lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring. Ring with the harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise high as the listening skies. Let it resound loud as the roaring sea. I love that song. <laughs> Got me thinking. This quote by Ben Folds, he's a musician. Really love what he had to say about finding your voice. And I, for a long time, have been fascinated by musicians finding their voice. As a young child, I noticed when I was in music class and they would teach us to play the triangle and the recorder flute and all these introductory instruments, it seemed like the method was one of repetition. Here's a song, Hot Cross Buns, and you gotta play it like this. Yeah, yeah, some of you know, you know, you've been there. But when I think about some of the musicians that are very famous, many of them have some very unique voices. Think about people like uh, Joe Cocker, right? Real gravelly. Uh, I think about Cyndi Lauper, you know, maybe, maybe uh, more nasally, I guess we would say, like, and yet something in me is so glad that instead of them learning to sing like everyone else, that somewhere along the line, they found their voice. I'm glad for it. How does that happen? What does that process look like? It's fascinating to me, and it does make me reflect a little bit on my own journey. So, I did not grow up in choir. I did not grow up taking music lessons, piano, or anything else. I did like music, but I just didn't have any training. So seven years ago, I move out here to the Bay Area, I'm on campus at school, and there is a choir. First semester, committed myself to just I'm just going to do school. I'm not going to do anything extracurricular. 
Second semester, I was like, okay, what about this choir thing? So I slide on in with everyone else after being assured that the entry level is low. You don't have to be good. I was like, well, great, because that's where I'm at. Carolyn Anderson, music director, incredible musician, just fantastic. Even beyond her competency with music, she's got this ability to help people to feel comfortable, relaxed. And so, little by little, she would pull more and more out of us. And really, that's part of me singing. The second part is, of course, the pandemic. You all probably, just like everyone else, switched to Zoom, right? We got to figure out how do we do this distance thing and dusted off my guitar just so we could play some music, record some music to play. And so I began to sing more and I began to sing more. And as I did, I started to realize that when I sing, I'm trying to sing exactly like the recording. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, not at all. But I do think there is a lesson in that. So now let's rewind all the way back to undergrad. Many of you know that I went to a school, Liberty University, big Christian school. And as a Christian school, we had chapel several times a week, three times a week, actually. Because it was mandatory, <laughs> attendance was great. So I'm sitting in a, literally a basketball arena that seats like 10,000 people, and the place is packed. And we're singing some song, a song that I like, but I am on the struggle bus. Like, I can't find, like, what, how, am I, do I sing it high, do I sing it low, do I, I was like, oh, that hurts my throat, like, I, I can't figure this thing out. And I am so deeply aware of how bad that I'm singing that I am just not in the moment at all, not even close. I'm literally just out of my periphery, like looking around. And I'm like, everyone else seems to be fine with this song. Nobody else is struggling like I'm struggling. And then I hear something. Now, again, I'm not trained. So I don't know this to be true, but this is the thought that I had in my head. I heard one particular voice over everyone else's, and I said, oh, that must be what tone deaf is. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I got no training, but I, I, I'm sure of it. And then my next thought was, I am so jealous right now because... This dude is completely in the moment. <laughs> completely. Like, here it is. I'm so distracted. Like, I'm sweating. I'm so uncomfortable. And yet, this person, like, I want to be like that. <laughs> so, I learned a lesson that day about voices and the quality of voices. Good and pretty they have their place. Real and authentic 
also have their place. So what does any of this have to do with the sermon? Well, Jeremiah was a prophet, and uh, most of the prophets had it rough. You know, we've talked about this a little bit before. Uh, I would not want to trade my life with most of the prophets. Jeremiah gets this call from God, and there's this resistance to this call. No, God, you, 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 you need to pick someone else. Why? Because I'm young. I relate to this. Because, as you can imagine, most times when I preach, the people in the congregation are significantly more seasoned than I am in life. So for me, I've really felt some kind of way. Like, what, how am I supposed to show up and then tell you something? Like, what, 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 what do I have to share with people who have more life experience? Yes! Yes! But, I, but I, I had to work through that. So I like that God's response to Jeremiah does not let Jeremiah off the hook. It's like, no, you are going to go, and you're going to tell these people, and I am going to be with you. Didn't let him back out of it. So it made me ask the question, why? Why did God respond that way? Was it some kind of punishment for Jeremiah? Was is God just kind of a hard being? You know, it's like, hey, I told you this, and this is what we're going to do. You know, kind of like my mom. <laughs> you don't question me. Or, or, what if God not only believed that it was possible, but believed that Jeremiah specifically had something? to offer, that there was something unique about Jeremiah and Jeremiah's experiences that it would do well for Jeremiah to share that with other people. What if that was the case? Now, I like that idea. I like it a lot. I've been thinking a lot about our church services and the way that we do church services because I've been having some conversations recently. I have a friend who uh, adopted a kid who had some significant needs. Lots of emotional disturbances. And What do you do on Sunday morning? Well, if you're religious, you want to go to church. But if you know, like, I know how churches are. And churches, you know, Presbyterians, what do we know? Frozen Chosen, sure, that's one. Uh, but what about... Decent and in order, right? That's another one. So what if someone just pops up during the, the, the sermon or somewhere in the service and causes a disruption? Well, that's a reality for some families. And so she was just telling me about her journey, like going around to churches, and church would say, oh, yeah, you know, it's great. You're welcome. Come on in. Meaning very well. And yet, that does not always mean that we are prepared for people. My church back home, we had this big conversation back in Orlando, big conversation. We had this big event uh, where we invited um, special needs folks from the area to come and just basically just do prom, right? We're literally rolling out the red carpet. We got photographers. We got people lined up, you know, it's like, hey, I'm going to be your dancer for the night. Like, we're going to go. We're going to have a good time. It was 
just a slice of heaven. In preparation for this, we talked about, okay, well now that people know who we are and where we are, then what? What happens when they show up on Sundays? How accessible is our congregation and how are we going to do with disruptions? And unfortunately, and maybe unsurprisingly, we didn't really do much with that. But it got me thinking, and it has me thinking, how, how inclusive are we? Everything from eating a loaf of bread that might be gluten-free, and in my opinion, less delicious, <laughs> but provides an opportunity for more people to participate. Everything from that to, well, everything. <laughs> There's no end to it. There's always ways that we could be looking to find what can we do to include more people? And to me, this is very much like finding our voice because it's not just tolerating, is it? It's not just withstanding. No, we're talking about celebrating. Again, think about these people, these voices, the voices that you like to hear, those ones that are unique. You're not just tolerating it. You're not just saying it's okay. No, you are recognizing that there are qualities in there specifically that I like, that I couldn't live without, that absolutely makes it better. Last story I'll tell you. Uh, we were looking over the bulletin in the context of this discussion, and we get to that part where it says, all who, you know, all who are able may rise, some version of that, right? And we're like, hey, is this, this, this might not be as inclusive as we think because there are some people who have limitations that others don't. So we're talking about it and talking about it, and everyone's talking about it is able-bodied. Then we have the conversation with someone who actually needs a wheelchair. And I'll never forget, she said, I like that part when they say stand. Because when they say it, I am standing. And I was like, yeah, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. And in a beautiful and unique way. Here's what I want you to leave with. I know that everyone here that knows me, you all have been fantastic. You've been so encouraging. And I know that you believe in me. Like, I feel that. It's part of the reason why I smile so much when I'm here and when I'm interacting with you. You are so encouraging. What I want you to know is that I believe in you the same way. There are things about you. There are people that you can reach that I never could. We all play notes. And when multiple notes play, it can be a beautiful chord. And then we've got all these different instruments. I believe that God wants us to make beautiful, beautiful music together. It's not going to happen if we all sing the same part and if we all sing alike.
No. It will only happen when we lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring. Ring with the harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise high as the listening skies. Let it resound loud as the roaring sea. So oh. 
As we continue now with the prayer chants, you are invited in the silence of your hearts to offer your prayers of intercession and supplication, those prayers for the world, for those you love, and for yourself to be given to God. Sing. 
one, you have fed us in song, in story, in bread, and in community. And for that, we give you our thanks and our praise. Amen. Go forth and lift your voice and sing and let heaven and earth hear you ring this day and every day. And may the grace of God who created you in love, the peace of Christ who teaches it is possible to be loved, and the power of the Spirit who calls you ever forward into new experiences of love be and abide with you this day, this week, and evermore. Amen.